Hi, and welcome to the Bim Men Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know their next step for making their spiritual life important to them. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. I'm Bob. We've entitled this Bim Men series, Why Go to Church? And today, we want to talk about worship. Like Dave worships um, his wife's delicious pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Oh, that's the only reason I proposed. I, mean, <laughs> oh I had to lock that down. I had to get that recipe in the in the Martin name. I have had them and they are very. So delicious. wait, you're saying there's something wrong with that? Oh man, they're good. They are good. Yeah, they I'm are not good. Lie about that. Dave, yeah. why don't you go ahead and kick us off with a definition for worship? For sure. So first off, it is critical to realize that every human being does worship something or someone. It's just it's literally just how we're wired. Uh, we all treat something as ultimate and often order our lives around it. It could be a philosophy you don't even recognize. You could be a stoic without even knowing it. For the Christian, our only triune God deserves our ultimate worship. Yeah. So here's what we mean by worship uh, definitionally. Worship is responding to God by putting his worth on display through our lives. Yeah, that's really Boy, good. That's good. Let me let me make one comment on that. Like that definition shows how it's all a response, right? It's all about God's worth. Yeah. Um it can involve also not just our singing, but also us adoring him and living for him. Like obviously there's a right way to do that. Yeah. Right. Um there's not just a right object of our worship, but there's also a right way to do that, and that's yeah. what the Bible shows us. Bingo. We know that worship can either be corporate or personal. Dave, why don't you tell us what personal worship? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting to think of your DNA, I mean, at a spiritual and physical level. Um, humans were created for one singular person. The entire race of humanity was created so that we could have fellowship with God and praise him. Yeah. Enter Exodus 20, 3 through 5. In yeah. fact, um, I mean, the chief end of all humans, as the Westminster, Westminster uh, Shorter Catechism says, the chief end of humans is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So, of course, we do that personally. So when we pray, read, and reflect on God's character, thank him for his goodness, etc., we're, we're doing just that. Let's change focus. And Bob, as a pastor, help us understand what is corporate worship. Yeah, corporate worship just means worship with the body of Christ. Right, with other Christians, usually in a local church. So not by yourself. Yeah. Um, that's huge. The church exists to worship God because he alone deserves it. Yeah. Right? Why go to church? Dot, dot, dot. God. God. Right? <laughs> like, why sing? God. God. Like, why pray? God. God. Okay. This yeah. is kind of like, the, the cheat code for everything in Sunday school when you're a kid. Like, <laughs> I think the answer's always Jesus. Yeah, and it, and it legitimately is. Like, it really is. Like, why would we listen and respond to his word? Well, God, right? For, for believers, like, church worship is just another place where it reflects where God is present and he's revealed to his people and he's worthy of worship. Yeah. Now, maybe a note on this, too, about corporate worship. Like, Jesus promised something really special to his people, and it was his permanent presence among them through... The other person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, right? Or is known as the Spirit of Christ as well. We should have, therefore, like when we go into worship, not just either excitement or dread because it's the style we like or we don't, but we should have like a holy expectancy that God is among us when we worship with his people. Yeah. So corporate, honestly, corporate worship is putting our money where our mouth is, right? If we say God is ultimate, 
this is where we get to sing it, yeah. right? If we say we want to follow God's word, here is where we get to hear it. Mm. Like we say that God is real and he's present among his people. So here is where we get to encounter it. Our outward worship, it helps our inward heart. Mm. Uh, man, I could give so many examples of that. And like that is just honestly why I need every Sunday. I mean, it's fun to cheer for the Cubs by yourself sitting at home, but it's a, it's a heck of a lot more fun to be doing it at Wrigley Field. Yeah, a lot higher form of that. Oh, yeah. Exactly when and how should we be worshiping at church? Well, so historically and typically, I'll just give the normative uh, uh, answer. The church worships on Sunday. We call Sunday the Lord's Day because that's the day Christ resurrected. Um, so there's several aspects of church services. Typically, there's praising God, prayer, taking of the Lord's Supper, or you can think communion, think Eucharist, reading and teaching God's word. But the, the New Testament actually doesn't formally prescribe a specific sequence. Mm -hmm. It only says that corporate worship should be orderly. When I think of worship, aren't we just talking about the worship music or is there something more to a typical Sunday morning worship service? Funny you say that. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all. Well, yeah, like there, there's definitely kind of Ephesians 5, 19 mentions how Christians are to be singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, that we, we praise God's glory and that teaches us truth as well yeah. as we sing. But a couple of points, like when we say worship, we usually think that we're just talking about the singing, that kind of beginning portion of the Sunday worship, yeah. kind of regardless of whatever the singing style is at your local church. But there's more that we do in a worship service, right? That's yeah. The whole thing is a worship service that God's given us. So honestly, like I want to kind of challenge us to be both more critical and less critical about worship music. Because yeah. I'm just gonna bring it up. I'm just gonna bring it up to the forefront. Like everybody's got an opinion about worship music, right? Sure. I don't do. care your sure. age or stage, or if you've been a Christian a day or a hundred years, you got opinion about it. So here's what I mean by let's be more critical and also let's be less critical. Like let's become wiser just about what songs really reflect the full picture of our God. Yeah. Yeah. There's something healthy for us to say, just like some teaching can be better than others. Yeah. And some teaching honestly can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Same thing is true with singing and music and worship music. So uh, let's become wiser about thinking, okay, what, what songs really reflect God accurately according to his word? But also let's become less judgy about like which song my church picks every Sunday, right? Unless there's something truly off, which can yeah. be legitimate, yeah. like yeah. they're likely just fine. Yeah. Whether it's they're using an organ and you don't like that or whether it's like there's there's uh, smoke and lights and all the other stuff, like any on any part of the spectrum like the bigger need is for me for you to start singing them like you really mean them yeah, yeah right that's, that's probably right. the bigger issue that's so right. whether it's pastors or elders or whatever as they as they teach the bible as well because that's another component here we talked about the singing so let me just mention the preaching and teaching too i, I hope um, you would as a preacher so well yeah. yeah there you go um hopefully focusing on a certain passage like i just want to commend a certain type of, t of preaching and that is um taking a passage and really explaining what it says, kind of what it means and how to apply it to your life. Yeah. Um, if your pastor isn't preaching directly from the Bible, that's a red flag. Yeah, so two components of worship we've discussed so far is the music and the preaching teaching. What else is involved on Sunday morning? Um, prayer, so I mean the congregation prays to God and that can involve a variety of things like probably starting with that adoration or praise aspect uh, for how great he is. This could be 
um, prayers that you read aloud together corporately, yeah. which are incredibly impactful. It could be confession of your sin. It could be sharing our needs to God and the needs of the world. We don't want to be the Lamborghini prayer type. Um, what does that mean? There's a, a huge misconception, well, maybe not just misconception, but I think that, that um, many people can have a soured experience of church and or prayer when it's like, yeah, I flipped the TV on and I saw one of those prosperity gospel, you know, preachers saying, hey, if you just pray hard enough, God will give you any desire of your heart, mm, right? Oh, Where I you gotcha. kind of misappropriate some like, if I want text from Jeremiah or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. God will give me a Lamborghini. Well, God loves me. So if he loves me, he'll give me what I want. Mm. So I'm being a bit reductive and sarcastic, but I do mean. Um, That's what you're best at. Honestly, that's my spiritual gift. <laughs> I hope I use my powers for good. Yeah, but I love that prayer that's is a part one. of the service. Yeah, prayer, prayer, prayer central. Yep. What's and, next? And then there's also two ordinances like we discussed. You you know, read maybe the word sacrament here if you're coming from a more historical or orthodox type of Christianity. But or, the two ordinances that, the ordinances that the Protestant church recognizes that are intimately tied to worship are baptism and the Lord's Supper. And as we covered in a different episode, baptism is where Christians go underwater and come out to show the world they believe in Jesus and are coming into his people, right? This is the reflection of Christ's resurrection, his, his death, burial, and resurrection. So we, we do this as a representation. Uh, it's the outward side of the inward grace. Second, the Lord's Supper or communion is a sacred ceremony for believers commemorating Christ's death that forgave our sins um, as we anticipate his second coming um, that we experience very first at the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, you know, there is the aspect of from the Old Testament, you know, where we kind of inherit the theology of tithe, where you're giving of the first fruit. So, oh, so not another ordinance, but here's another piece of Another worship. piece. Uh, yeah, the church would like it to be an ordinance, but <laughs> no. Um, financial offerings are usually collected for the need of the church locally and worldwide. And it's critical to support the Lord's work in the church. It just is. Yeah. And again, I know that many people have, and people who personally espouse to me that they've had a had a bad experience where they were at a church and they felt like, I don't know, the they were just asking for too much money or this or that. And yes, there's a right way to do that and there is a wrong way. And sure. um, I can't speak to people's bad experiences, but what I can say is this, that part of our genuine biblical worship means putting your time and resources where your heart is. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So I'll leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we come to the portion of the uh, podcast where we ask, so what? What are some practical applications that we can learn about worship? The uh, first one that hits me is we need both. Like, we need both personal and corporate worship that if it's going to help us grow and glorify God in our lives. Yeah. Um, some people struggle to spend time with God during the week, right? The personal time, but they love singing and listening on Sundays. Uh, some people have really deep time with God on their own, but maybe they don't see the need to go to a church on Sunday. Both of these folks' attitudes, and uh, you know, I don't know which one you are listening or watching, like both of those attitudes are unhealthy if you just stay there. We don't just worship God on our own and we don't just worship God together. We've got to do both. Yeah, that's right. We, I mean, I think, I think the underlying reminder there is like, it's not just about you. You got to remind yourself and be intentional to remember that worship at church is a good thing. Wow. That's even a whole nother takeaway. I think that's good. It is a whole nother takeaway. Yeah. My, my perspective is that too often we are attracted to just attending bedside Baptist. We want to stay home and maybe we'll flip it on the the internet. Well, yeah. And leaving a massive pandemic where our only options were remote church Mm. created maybe intrinsically not super healthy 
habit, which is, oh, I can be equally as part of the church just chiming in from far away. And that is just not the case. I'll, I'll say this. When you engage the church and you go on Sunday and you show up, it is really easy to remember that it's not about you, it's about God. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder when you're sitting at home sure. to, not, to, sure. to, to get that realization. I'll, I feel that. Yeah. I'll also say, um, like we've mentioned in other episodes, you have no idea how you're going to bless or who you're going to run into another person there that needs you. And if we've talked about us being the body of Christ, you as the pinky toe or thumb or eyebrow may be needed in a certain way you wouldn't be able to affect without being there. Mm. And my last thought is, um, especially for non-believers, it is really, it can be really impactful for them to come into a place that's warm, that's joyous, that's high energy, that's loving, and able to see a bunch of people they may even know from their community, right, of all different stripes and walks of life and demographics, worshiping singularly in mind and heart Mm -hmm. the God of the universe. Like, that's a really impactful thing that you just Mm -hmm. don't get if you don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. And, you know, that is true. You go to a church with a friend, or even if you go on your own, and you feel loved and cared about, and you see that in other members, and then you have the Word of God preached to you, well, don't be surprised if the Holy Spirit starts tugging on your heart if you're a non-Christian. Bob, why don't you uh, give us a call to action? So what's your next step this week? Well, one is prepare for Sunday. Man, it comes around every week, right? So ask God to get your heart ready for Sunday. Um, get some extra sleep this Saturday night. That actually may be a really hard ask, but get a little extra sleep. Um, set your alarm for the actual time that you need to get up, not when you want to get up. Um, and then bring your Bible, bring a little notebook that you can write down at least one thing from the sermon and show up. This is the hardest one for me. Like, 10 minutes or maybe even 15 minutes before the worship service so that you can be ready, right? You may never feel excited about going to church, but I can almost guarantee you, you will always benefit from good worship, right? Whether it's in the short term or whether it's in the long term. So just be ready to be surprised about how God's God's gonna help that. So prepare for Sunday or another next step is sing loud. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Um, and some of the people who sit around you may be glad, either very glad or not glad that I encourage you to do this, but sing loud, right? We're way too picky when it comes to worship music. All of us let our preferences make us judgy. Uh, this was too old, or this was too modern, or this song was too long. So this Sunday, commit. You're going to sing the worship songs loud and like you mean them, right? Mm-hmm. The point isn't whether it's the best song, it's that you worship the best Savior. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bin Men Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know their next step in making their spiritual life more important to them. Bin Men exists to help you discover that next step. Yeah, so feel free to check out binman.org where we've got the show notes for this episode as well as the other episodes, blogs, and myriad of other resources. Engage with us on social media. We love to hear your feedback, thoughts, opinions, ideas, and, and whatnot like that. Give us a sub- subscribe here if you're watching on YouTube uh, and engage, in us, uh, engage with us here. We look forward to uh, having you join us again on the next episode of the Binman Podcast. God bless. Mm-hmm.